0: the early church as well was in the fight they were getting pushed and they were in battle and this text i'm about to share is paul's counsel to them in the midst of battle this is from colossians chapter one being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the father Who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light? For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. Thank you, Lord, for our veterans. Thank you, Lord, for the sacrifice of those who gave all. All gave some, some gave all, as they say. Lord, we pray now that these words of mine may not be my words, but they may be your words, and we pray, God, that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts would be pure and acceptable, you would fill us with your spirit, and that you will draw us to yourself. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. We're following the lectionary, which is the set of texts that get chosen weekly for thousands of churches to follow. And I I have to say, I was so perplexed by this. They kind of dropped us right in the middle of a prayer and In the midst of one of the most densely packed sections of theology, probably the entire New Testament. Thank you, lectionary. (laughs) It's all right, though. It's good stuff. Why is Paul praying for the church at Colossae? That's where we're kind of right, we're dropped right in the middle of his prayer. Why would Paul write this prayer while he's under house arrest in Rome? Why would Paul be praying for this church in a place that he's never even been that's over 1,200 miles away from where he currently is? We think he's in Rome when he writes this. Colossae is in modern-day Turkey, 1,200 miles across Greece and over over the sea there and and land. Well, he's praying for them because he's heard something about them. He's heard it from a guy named Epiphras. Epaphras came to believe in Jesus when Paul lived and ministered in Ephesus for three years. We learned about this in the book of Acts when Paul was there, he hung out in Ephesus for a while. Epaphras came to know the Lord, went and helped plant a church in Colossae. Then when the church in Colossae afterwards came under attack from some kind of false teachings, Epaphras goes back to Paul in Rome and tells him about what's going on. In this church, and Paul responds by writing this letter to the Colossian Christians, and our lectionary passes drops us right in the middle of this prayer by Paul. So Paul, who was sort of Epiphras' spiritual father, is praying for the church at Colossae, who are sort of like Paul's spiritual grandkids, whom he's never met, <laughs> and he prays that the Colossian church In the face of opposition would be, verse 11, strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. According to God's glorious might. Why does he pray this? So they can win the day. Is that his focus? So they can win the culture war. Is that his focus? So they can own the opposition. Is that his focus? Well, he talks about the opposition later, and he challenges them to not be taken in by that. But the focus of his prayer for them to have strength is not so they can win the arm wrestling match right now. It's so that, verse 11b, so that you may have great endurance and patience. So that you may have great endurance and patience, great endurance, it's that Greek word, hupomone, and I Earl Palmer, one of my favorite uh, Presbyterian pastors ever, one of my pulpit heroes, I think Earl is about 90, 91 now, and he's down in, living in, uh, between Seattle and I think in Whidbey, he was going to come and do the F3 for us, the um, uh, Faith, Food, and Fellowship, but uh, right before the pandemic, but that had to be moved. Earl is a great Bible teacher, one of my favorite people in the Presbyterian uh, church and one of my teaching heroes, and "hupamone" is one of his favorite words, I, one of his favorite words. I can hear Earl say, "hupamone," That's only Earl can, and the point of "hupamone" is that we patiently endure, you know, today we watch movies where so much happens in two hours, <laughs> Or we watch a TV show in which so much happens in one season. A few months. But for a church in internal struggle and a church facing external hostility like they did in Colossae, battles may not be won in the length of Yellowstone season five or the length of a two and a half hour Marvel movie. Endurance. Patience. is called for. I mean, God can work fast sometimes. God can. But Paul doesn't assume that. In fact, Paul, here, Paul here is about the long haul. Paul's for the long haul. That's how Paul counsels his spiritual grandchildren when when they're under threat. Patience, endurance. That's the prayer we're dropped into here. In the face of serious opposition and threat, Paul is more concerned in his prayer with the fortitude of Christ's followers than he is concerned with defeating their enemies. Patience and endurance, hang in there. This is where Paul prays God's power will take them as he reads this prayer for them, that they would be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that they may have great endurance and patience scholars define endurance here as the capacity to see things through hupomone see it through stick with it and patience as the opposite of wrath the opposite of the spirit of revenge this speaks to, scholars say this speaks to even temperedness The attitude that, in spite of injury or insult, does not retaliate. This is how Paul prays for the spiritual grandkids he's never met when they're under threat. Not, hey, when they hit, you hit them harder. In fact, this prayer notice isn't aimed first and foremost at the people attacking the church, the prayer is actually aimed at the church being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father. Paul prays not for them to have strength to defeat their enemies. He prays that they would have strength to defeat their weakness to endure. Strength to defeat their impatience so they endure. And that, rather than being nasty and negative at how awful the threat is, That is how Paul prays for them. And that he prays that they would be, quote, in verse 12, giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his people in the kingdom of light. There's a lot going on in this passage. You could preach a six-week series just on the passage I read Colossians is full of theology, but I want to focus on two areas, and one of them is this one. Whatever else we may be facing, we remember what Paul told his offspring in the midst of what they were facing. Be patient, endure. Well, he didn't just tell them. He prayed for them to be patient and endure and have joy in the Lord. Patience, endurance, and joy. My laptop and our new printer were not speaking to each other. Maybe you experienced this. I tried and I tried and I tried and I tried. I mean, come on, Canon and Microsoft, can you guys get it together and talk? Thankfully, I have an amazing brother in law, Todd, with a big old brain and many talents who happens to work in IT hallelujah and I called him and we scheduled an appointment and Todd by remoting into my computer was able to bring healing to the relationship and my laptop and my new printer were reconciled glory to God you know it took Todd 45 minutes Todd took 40 I was amazed and he hung in there on a Friday evening And the whole time, Todd was calm and jovial. Okay, let's try this. Oh, that's not going to work. All right, let's try this. Oh, you go. Well, let's try this one. Okay. He was the very definition of patience and endurance and joy. Well, zoom that out at a macro level, and you have Paul's prayer for the early church, his spiritual grandchildren, founded by his spiritual child, Epiphras, in Colossae, when they were facing opposition. Oh, this doesn't work, try that. Oh, okay, this doesn't work, try that. Oh, you're getting hit with this? Do that, you know, patience, endurance. Is this what the church is known for these days? In the face of opposition... Are, are God's people known for our patience? Are we God's people known for our patience and endurance? Well, I wonder about that. Actually, I don't wonder about that. <laughs> I think too often that would be a no. We're not known for that. There's grand exceptions everywhere, absolutely. But you know what I'm talking about. Does the way Paul is talking here, is writing here, is praying here, does the way my dear brother-in-law worked through my computer issues, does that sound like the Christian church today? As we seek to renovate the world, Paul prays for us to renovate ourselves with patience and endurance. I keep thinking that is his prayer for spiritual grandkids. You know, I don't know about you, we have kids and those who are grandkids, you feel very protective, right? Someone messes with them. It may not be your first instinct to say, hang in there. You know, <laughs> might be like something else, right? Get in the car and drive over there. Give whatever's challenging them, but what for, right? He says, hang in there, hoop a meadow. Hang in there. Start with renovating yourselves. Well lest we think this is just about going inward and strengthening our faith and our faith inside us, it is about going inward and strengthening our faith and endurance and patience inside us through Christ in us but it isn't just about that that is necessary but it is not sufficient as some would say because we get a very clear picture here that even as Paul points his spiritual grandchildren to the god who renovates us from the inside out with patience and endurance and joy we get a very clear indication that that is not to just remain inside us the work god's god does inside us is to also perfect uh, is, is also to affect the world outside us in the later part of this passage there's a lot of talk about creation did you notice that now, we, we don't get an outline here of the false teaching Paul was dealing with, but it sounds like maybe whoever the Colossian church was dealing with, whoever the opposition was, this group had a very negative view of creation, and this would be characteristic of Gnosticism, which is thought maybe to be in the background here in its early form. Gnostics believe that creation was itself a fall. And you had to burrow through your created self to get through the goo into this divine spark that was in you. Among other things, that an early embryonic stage of that may well be in the background of what Paul is dealing with here, among other stuff, including some Jewish ritual stuff kind of combined. Anyway, that view that creation is just goo to be bored through to get to our core, well, that is not Paul's view at all. In fact, he makes clear that he doesn't believe this by the way he talks about Jesus. Paul elevates both Christ as Lord and he elevates creation as a place where Christ shows up and rules as God's manifestation in creation, the one who holds it all together. Paul declares about Jesus in verse 16 that in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Did you hear all the things? It sounds like Paul is countering the idea that God wasn't interested in things. But to the contrary, Paul uses the word things four times in two verses. All the things. Patience, endurance, and joy because of what God has done for us isn't just for us. It's for all of creation. Our text is clear. Matter matters to God. It's all created through him. It's all created for him. He holds it all together. So if patience and endurance and the joy that Paul prays for us to have means that we don't get to bash the opposition... Our Lord's deep engagement with creation means we don't get to bail on the opposition either. We don't get to bail out on creation. Because it's all created through him. It's all created for him. It's all held together by him. As the great Dutch reformed theologian Abraham Kuyper once said... There is not a square inch in the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not cry, mine. Isn't that good? (laughs) There is not one square inch in the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not cry, mine. So Paul's prayers won't let us bash the opposition and Paul's picture of Jesus won't let us bail on the opposition in creation either. Because verse 16 says, all things have been created through him and for him. And all things means, well, all things. This means that the places where those opposed to Christ dwell are places that belong to Christ as well. Again, I'll say it again. This means that the places where those opposed to Christ dwell are places that belong to Christ as well. It's all created through him and for him. Classrooms and newsrooms, music halls and athletic fields, spaces of thought and debate, hospitals and hospices, national parks and beaches, assembly lines and Starbucks lines. I could go on and on, but you get the point. In all these ways and more, Jesus shows the world in his people and in his body that he is the one holding it all together. So Paul calls us to patience and endurance inside us, and then Paul gives us a push outside us. So are you ready to tend the soil of creation in the name of the one who is sovereign over it? Even moving into the most hostile territory and moving in there with endurance and patience for the long haul, fueled by the joy in God's ultimate eternal provision for us? Are you ready? My brother-in-law's wife, Kristen, did this. She applied to make a mural up in Burlington. A mural celebrating the Latino heritage of the area and the agricultural heritage of the area. Put on a huge wall, like about, if you took one third of this wall over here, she she painted this beautiful colorful mural celebrating human flourishing now it was a process there were several meetings she had to meet with the town board she had to apply she had to uh, take her time she had to endure she had to be present she had to crunch numbers and then she had to paint for hours and hours when she got the go-ahead but she did it and on the day of its debut 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 Probably 100 or 200 people were there. And there was music. And there was dancing. And that space was claimed. And the love of God for all of his creation was proclaimed. As hallowed and blessed. And reclaimed by the Lord. For whom and through whom it all exists. That my friends is where patience and endurance and joy to cultivate the flourishing of God's creation can take us if we let him take us there. When the Huseys went in their daughter Heidi's classroom and helped paint her chairs and make the space a better space. When Richard... Vitsum plays a note for the Everett Philharmonic and it's in tune with his other colleagues. That's a space reclaimed in grace. When you and I, wherever we go, live and make things work in a world that seems to be spinning out of control, with patience and endurance, And like my brother-in-law, say, okay, that didn't work. Let's try this. All right, that didn't work. Let's try this. All right, let's try this. Hupamano, patience, endurance. For the one through whom and in whom all of us was created for his glory. What's your space? Where are you called to go? To play notes? To help? to bring a calming presence, to speak truth in that presence, to build bridges, to live for him. May it be so for you and for me. In the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit.